0: Welcome back to the Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast, everything center fire and room fire. Uh, I am Rusty on podcasting, the podcast you all been hearing. I recorded before the Colorado trip, and we went up to Colorado. We are there for a month, four classes in three and a half weeks. I uh, had a really good time. It was uh, amazing, the weather. Just uh, get back down here to South Texas, and I feel like I'm melting. This has been over 100 since we got back. Well, while we were gone, it was over 100. It's over 100 in the forecast from here on out, so it's just crazy anyway besides that we're still going to have a we're still going to have a match tomorrow we're recording today on a saturday and we're going to have a little club match tomorrow but we'll have plenty of water cans and and stuff to shade out there on the range we're setting up some temporary shades so that ought to work out pretty good but i hope you all enjoyed that intro music we're going to listen to a little bit more of that later i had to become a a mixing board mechanic to figure out how to do it. it's a really really good friends of mine up in northern idaho came up with that it's all original and i know it took a long time and a lot of hard work to get that done and uh, it's much appreciated we'll have some more of that in a little bit but uh got lindy sisk with me back on the podcast today say hello lindy
1: hello everybody it's always a pleasure to be back here at rifles only where i've been hanging out sporadically for almost 19 and a half years
0: well it's good to have you around hey um we uh, got you up to Colorado this year to help out with some classes up there, man. What'd you think?
1: Well, I enjoyed the heck out of it, first of all. Uh, it was the second time i have been up to Colorado to help you, but the first time was over there by Orchard, and we weren't doing angled shooting over there. And the facility for doing angle shooting up there in Colorado, west of Fort Collins, is just fantastic. Uh, The scenery's beautiful. I always enjoy being in the mountains. The flat part of Colorado is not much different than the flat part of Kansas, which is just miles and miles of wheat. So it was a real pleasure to be up there at that site assisting you with that class
0: well that's good I, I was glad you were able to make it I was uh, I was getting concerned you know thought I don't know if Lenny's going to be able to do that and then I called you back another day and you said oh yeah I'm going I'm going but you uh what what did you what did you think about it man what did you what did you think about what we did and everything else I know you helped me with the rim fire as well as the uh, as well as the high angle what were your thoughts on the rim fire class
1: well the rim fire class was uh, interesting uh, as we've talked about many times on different podcasts, shooting a 22 RIM fire will teach you. Probably a lot of stuff that you didn't want to know about how bad your fundamentals of marksmanship are, uh, especially your trigger control, your breathing, and your follow-through, especially the follow-through, because the bullet stays so long in that little barrel that any movement you make or any imprecision in your trigger squeeze is going to show up in errors downrange, and you won't understand what happened until you start sorting that out.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing too. You know, we always say that you know pistol trigger control causes our our rounds to go off in the horizontal format, and then now we're shooting a little bitty tiny bullet that's subsonic, and it doesn't have a very good ballistic coefficient, so it doesn't buck the wind very well. And so then you got to figure out what am I correcting for? Am I correcting for the wind, or am I correcting for pistol trigger control? So I've, I've said that many times, and I, I've just I think the 22, that little thing is a beast. It will uh, it will definitely teach you what you're doing wrong. That's for sure. And then we did the we did the high angle as well. That was a, that was another good one. Um, we talked about this a little bit, and we've known that in order. Well, before we do that, what did you do after? Tell me about that. Well
1: since I was already acclimated to the altitude up there at Fort Collins, which is only a little over 6,000 feet. uh, But that helps because I was up there for a week. So I went over to Creed, my old stomping grounds, where I spent nine straight summers, almost the entirety of each of those summers up there, and uh, hung out and visited with people and did a little bit of hiking up in the Waymanooch Wilderness, which is one of my favorite spots in the whole U.S. Uh, It's one of the largest wildernesses in the in the United States. And it's just a fantastic place to go hiking. And over the course of nine years, I think I actually hiked just about every marked trail in the entire
0: wilderness. That's cool. And you camp too, right?
1: Yes. And and that was really nice. I was camping in a nice Forest Service campground that's actually north of uh of Creed at about 9,000 feet, and that meant in the daytime, it was about 72 to 75 degrees, and the nights were in the high 30s or low 40s, which made for really great sleeping weather in a mummy bag. <laughs> well,
0: that's good. Well, how, many, how long were you up there? I was up there for about a week. Okay. And so, how many, you camped out every night? Yes. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> well You think about kids going camping, not not somebody at your age. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I've been doing that for a long time. <clears throat> I
0: know you have, sir. I know you have. you got all the right equipment. I'm sure you were very comfortable. Well, cool. Well, let's get back to talking about the angles a little bit. Um, you know, we've, we've been doing high angle courses for a long time. Done them in uh, Utah, I've done them in Oregon, Colorado, uh, various other places that, you know, we could go and do that. Uh, Southern California mm-hmm. out, out in the desert, been out there and done it. Um, but what we're basing basically doing is whenever you're shooting angle, your straight line dope is going to be different than your angled dope. And it's just a matter of the fact that the bullet, it may be flying through the same amount of air, but gravity gets to work on it a less, lesser period of time because it's not traveling horizontally over the ground as far. So normally what you do, if you got have yeah, flat line dope, you know, for um, 700 yards and it's X number, and then you go and you're going to shoot it at a 30 degree angle, well, what happens is your bullet goes high if you use that same dope. So you need to be able to calculate for that. And so what we've what we've done is we have solved this problem two ways. And it's by using cosine. And there's two different ways you can do it. The first one is you can take your number X, whatever your number is for your dope, whatever, how many mils you had to dial up and take the cosine of that. Or you can take the cosine of the range. And they're different, and they'll give you different answers uh, for a multitude of reasons. But we're going to cover that with Lindy here uh, here in just a second. But whenever you start to think about this, um, one of the things that you know I've really known about you know the angle shooting is you know the, the math is easy. Uh, the big thing is it, it turns into an alternate positions course, which is good, and you need to do that. But you're going to miss your targets if you don't have that. But you have to have a lot of range. It has to it has to be pretty far. Or it has to be a pretty steep angle. You know, your your stuff with you know your five degree and and stuff like that. Those angles, they're they're really it's almost negligible. But you do need to know it whenever those angles get a little bit higher. And uh, so, Lindy, I, by taking the the cosine of the dope itself and taking the cosine of the range itself, we're going to come up with different answers. Why is that?
1: Um, the difference is uh, well, if you really want to get into the weeds on this, Google. Inclined Fire McDonald, M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. William T. McDonald is a ballistics expert who worked a long time for Sierra Ballistics, and he did an exhaustive analysis of the different methods of doing this calculation. But basically, if you take the cosine of 30 degrees, which is 0.866, and multiply that by 700 what you get is 606 yards and that's your effective range calculated that way the problem is that doesn't work very well because the bullet is still flying through 700 yards worth of air and that means as the bullet is slowing down more through that 700 yards of air than it actually would through 606 yards of air. And just to illustrate that, on a standard day, 59 degrees, barometric pressure 29.9 to 78% relative humidity. With a 306, actually a 7.62 millimeter, 175 Sierra Match King, your dope on a flat shot would be 5.9 mils. Now, if you take the 606-yard distance, your dope would wind up being 4.6 mils for a 606-yard shot. But using the improved rifleman's method, you would wind up with a elevation setting of 5.1, and with geoballistics, our favorite ballistics program, it calculates that the actual shot would Setting would be 5.0 mils. Now, what's the difference? The difference using the rifleman's rule is that you wind up with a 23 inch error over what both the improved rifleman's rule and geoballistics calculate. And it's all because of that difference in air density. There's also a fact, depending on where you are, that there might be a slight difference in shooting up or shooting down, but as McDonald explains in Great detail in his article those differences are negligible on most reasonable sized targets the difference between the improved rifleman's rule and what geoballistics calculates actually only works out to 2.5 inches at 700 yards which on any kind of a reasonably sized target is
0: insignificant yeah 700 yards you know you're talking about oh man yeah, 700 yards, that really wouldn't, I mean, two and a half inches, think about that. You know, that's that could be, I like to say, the difference between two cups of coffee in the morning or three. So it would make a, is <laughs> it almost negligible for any reasonable size target. So, yeah, and so that's uh, that's the other thing, too. And I noticed that you were, you were very per- particular about saying on a standard day, and you described the standard day. And so then things get a little bit weird whenever things go non-standard. So talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, absolutely. Um, Generally speaking, if you're shooting those kind of angles at those kind of distances, you're somewhere up in the mountains, which means you're not at sea level anymore, which means that the uh, barometric pressure, the actual station pressure, is lower than that. For example, if you're doing that kind of a shot around Leadville, colorado which has the highest airport in the united states up there instead of 29.92 the actual barometric or station pressure is probably closer to 20 inches which means the air is thinner and the bullets fly better in the thinner air
0: yeah and it usually is a good rule of thumb you figure that you're gonna you you'll you'll lose about an inch per thousand feet that you go up you know and uh, typically you know if it, everything remains standard but then other things come into play too because weather systems come through and got uh, low pressure in front of it high pressure behind it you know it's, it's you really got to pay attention to that and i wanted to um, direct that uh real quick just talking about that you, you can get these you get test rolls to get your your uh your pressures and your temperatures and everything else there's also the teardrop things that'll bluetooth into your phone into your ballistics programs and then you can also get it from you know local airports uh things like that um but I would like to direct you guys to a, a website, and the website is called Arcanamavens.com. Arcanamavens.com. That's Lindy's website, and whenever you go there on the first page, right in the middle of it, you're going to see uh, index of shooting-related articles. And so just a quick thing, uh, he has some ways in there to figure out your density altitude if you do not have uh the the tools to help you and there's some charts in there and it's it's pretty it's explained very well but the the bullets do fly different you know it's 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 amazing you know whenever we would you know shoot down here in in south texas and even even some days down here we're shooting 308s those things wouldn't i mean they wouldn't if it was cold they wouldn't make it to a thousand yards remaining supersonic you know down here and then you go up and it, of course it gets hot here and so then they, they definitely do but then once you move up into the altitudes you start to get you enjoy those longer ranges because of the thinner air and so the bullet's not you know it's not getting as much parasitic drag hitting it as it's going down range but that's good. Uh, Lindy thank you for that. Um, the other thing I was going to talk about is uh, the wind um, and it comes up it comes up pretty pretty strange because Whenever you're shooting in areas like we are here in in South Texas, you know, we've got pretty, yeah, there's some terrain out here, but nothing like what you get in the mountains. And so one of the things that would, would come up and it comes up in the classes before too, is that, all right, we know that we can use the cosine, take the cosine of our dope and that will give us a better firing solution based off of the angle. But, as we said you know that that uh the the bullet is still flying through the same amount of air we'll stay with the 700 yard example if a, the cosine of that puts at that shot your dope should be for to six yards but you know you're going to use the dope method anyway well the bullet's still flying through 700 yards of air and so your wind corrections would typically have to remain uh, the same rather than you know taking off that extra 100 yards there or 94 yards as it as it were so we start to figure out what's going on with that and you could probably hear me better now, Lindy, huh? In the mic, in the, <laughs> the headphone? No, still no? Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, as it turns out, um, the bullet's still flying through 700 yards of air, so your wind correction would have to be the same. And then, you know, that's that's one of those things that you could say, okay, that's that's a ballistic fact. But practicality, whenever you get up in the mountains and you start to shoot in the wind— The wind does not behave itself in the mountains. It just simply doesn't do it. I mean, when it starts to whip through the canyons and everything else and what you feel at your person and what you can get on a wind flag and what you're telling your kestrel to think turns out to be something completely different downrange because that wind can switch off. You're shooting off of a cliff, something like that. And um, so that's why you got to—that's why it's more of a believe the bullet thing. You know, just get your fundamentals down, take your best guess, and then see what the, the bullet has to say. Go ahead, Lindy. I was shooting
1: at the uh, NRA Whittington Center in Raton, New Mexico, uh, at 1,000 yards. And we had wind flags on both sides of the, of the course down toward the targets. And at one point, the wind flags were pointing at each other. Yeah. so it's like okay the wind's doing something down there that i can't figure out yeah. so you have to do just what you said which is take your best guess and believe the bullet
0: yeah and just see what see what the wind's doing down there and so it's, i guess it's kind of a wind ballistics by fire and the, the other thing too whenever we start talking about you know shooting you know the angles and uh, the other part of it too you get into those ones to where you know you've got a, a pretty good angle on there you know you're you also need to be careful about, you know, just not falling off the damn mountain because if you tried to walk on even a, a twenty degree slope, it's it's not easy. And so you get into thirty and forty five and things start to really get dicey. But yeah, that's 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 part of it. And whenever we start to talk about the wind, there was um there was another formula that we that we used to use, and we we brought it up, but it was basically for 308s, and it came out of Britain, and uh, it was one of those things that we would use to calculate the wind. And so whenever it first came out, it was done, the, the constants for this were in, you know, for MOA answers, and Lindy converted these over to where it's uh, the constants work for mills, since everybody's shooting mills these days. But basically what it is, is that you're going to take the range divided by 100 times the wind wind speed and divide that by the constant and it gives you a mil holdover so i'm going to give you the constants from zero to 500, Zero to five hundred the constant that you're going to use is forty five six hundred the constant is going to be forty three seven hundred the constant is going to be forty one 800, the constant is going to be 39. 900, the constant will be 37, and 1,000, the constant will be 36. So basically, what you're doing, and I, I ran this on a on a math thing real quick, but I'll just pull up my calculator real quick and we'll um, we'll calculate that. So let's say we've got a, a 700 yard target with 10 mile an hour wind. So we would take 7 times 10, which gives us 70, and we would divide that by 41. Because that's the constant for that range, and the answer that it gives us is 1.7 mils holdover, and that would be for a full value wind. And Linda, you you ran that on the ballistic calculator, and it came up with 1.8, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about a tenth of a mil difference there, and that could also be eaten up in the in the gusts that you know come through, and the and the changing in wind speeds and winds higher. You know, the bullet's going through its uh, its uh its um top point. You know, the uh, shit it left me. What, what's that called? what's it called? Um, max ordinate, max oh, ordinate, yeah. as high as the bullet goes. So that's, that's a, that's a real good rule of thumb. And then whenever you start to think, okay, well, what this is, this is for a correction from, you know, three o'clock or nine o'clock. So full value, 10 mile an hour wind. So if you're looking at a wind that's coming in at, four o'clock or five o'clock, obviously you wouldn't use that 10 number, you know, you would use a lesser number because of the effective wind against the side of the bullet. And that's kind of one of those things that uh, the more you shoot, the better you get at doing that. And like I say, uh, I learned something from every shot. If it's, if I learned, if I hit, I learned that I'm probably lucky rather than good. But if I miss, I can watch where the bullet went and try not to make that error again in the future. But that was just a, that was just a real quick formula. Now that formula is designed for one specific caliber uh one specific bullet diameter and one specific bullet weight and that's 175 grain sierra match king so this formula could be modified it could be modified somewhat in order to uh to accommodate uh different calibers you know that have higher ballistic coefficients and things of that nature but then you you start to get into the gun number on that and the gun number is what you know people are using these days because it works with with any caliber and you just go and you can figure out your gun number and i think we've talked about the gun number on the podcast before haven't we we have yeah uh
1: basically how do you come up with the gun number Uh, a really simple way is to take the first number of the bc of the particular bullet that you're shooting. For example, if you're shooting a Hornady 140 Eldm, the uh, G1 BC is like 0.64 or something. So you just use the 6. Then you take the wind speed, divide it by the gun number, and multiply that by the range that you're shooting at, divided by 1,000. Let's say, for example, that you're shooting at a 700-yard target, 10-mile-an-hour wind, you divide that by 6 and then multiply that by 0.7, which is 700 divided by a 1,000, and you wind up with 1.2 mils. Is that perfectly accurate? No. Uh, if you want to know how to derive the gun number and you have a ballistic calculator, set it up for a 90-degree wind— under whatever conditions you want to use, and then change the wind speed until what you get in the column for the wind hold is the distance in yards divided by a 1,000, which would, for example, on a 700-yard shot would be 0.7. And what you'll find out is you'll get going out from 100 yards, you'll get 0.1, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4, 0.5, 0.6, 0.7. Once you get to 800 to 1,000, you might have to add a tenth in there because the bullet's slowing down and the wind has more effect on it. But that's how you can derive the gun number for the specific round that you're shooting.
0: Well, cool, man. Thanks for that. That was easy. Well, very good, man. Very good. Well, those are the, those are kind of the, some of the things that we, I just wanted to talk about today To know that there was a difference, you know, whether we're using the the uh, cosine of the dope or we're using the cosine of the range. So I wanted to talk about that today. And I really wanted to just to be honest, I wanted to showcase the new music. So I'm going to play this as we as we roll out of here. Lindy, thank you again for coming down and thanks for h- helping with the match tomorrow. Thanks for helping me up in Colorado. It is always a pleasure to work side by side with you, sir.
1: It's always my pleasure, if it wasn't, I wouldn't have been hanging around this place for almost twenty years.
0: <laughs> well, cool. Well, again, uh, thanks to the crew up in Northern Idaho. y'all uh, knocked it out in the park with this. I know it's a lot of work to put something together like this, but I just love this music. it's just really good. We'll talk to you next time now I can hit That's.